All right, good morning. How's everybody doing today? It is Wednesday, August 23rd at almost 8 o'clock in the morning. Sorry I'm getting to you guys a little late today. Had to help my wife get everything situated for her first day back to work at this new school that she's teaching at. But wanted to hit you guys up. Definitely wanted to do a, a few... Um, wanted to get a few topics out of the way today because there's there's been big news in sports overnight um you know first of all though it's we'll cover that what i think is the first the thing that happened first is that um kyrie irving gets traded to the celtics cleveland made a deal last night to trade Isaiah, or, uh, what was it? Yeah, no, Kyrie goes to Boston for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, some other guy, some, it was some European guy, and a first-round pick within, like, the next two years. <clears throat> I mean, that's pretty huge. I wonder... It makes me think, you know, first of all, obviously, it's Cleveland is trying to do everything they can to build a super team. They're trying to put it together as best as they can because they know it's the only way that they're going to be able to do anything against Golden State. You know, Golden State is just, the Warriors are just too good right now. Having Kevin Durant and everything, I mean, they're, they're, they got a starting five of all-stars. I mean, you know, that's hard. It's hard to beat that, you know. I mean, I would just like to think that I don't know. They'd be able to keep it together because I don't really have anything against Golden State. I'm a Pistons fan myself, and I guess like a secondary team would be like the Spurs. So I don't really have anything invested in the Warriors. Um. But, I mean, as far as teams go, they it doesn't seem like, at least in my area of the country, the Warriors have that many bandwagon fans. So I'm not really rooting to see them lose, to see their fans disappointed, so that I can talk shit to their fans, bandwagon fans. And it seems like, other than Draymond Green, they're just like a pretty good group of guys. And the only reason I say other than Draymond Green is just because I think Draymond is really good at basketball, but I also think he's just really stupid. So he just says just anything that comes into his head, and he just sort of comes off like a douche. But he doesn't really mean it. It's just because he's dumb, you know? But so it seems it seems like they have a pretty, you know, good good group of guys for a team, you know? And, I mean, you think about it, after they won that championship, they traded David Lee away, like, and then they went and won a championship, and then they gave David Lee a championship ring. I mean, that's a, that's a good move. By the organization, that's a good move. And I, lo- I do love Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr's, a, Steve Kerr's a great coach, you know? He, he really is. And, um, and I think that he's, you know, he, he, he's... Are really one of the, the main architects of their success. Other than the fact that they've got a super team, Steve Kerr is definitely integral to that team. But I know that Cleveland is building a squad to try to beat them because even with LeBron, even with Kyrie, even with Kevin Love, 
and you know Amon Shumpert and J.R. Smith um, who else do they have they had Tristan Thompson you know all those guys that they had it still was not enough firepower you know um, I used to say that the biggest problem with the Thunder was you can't have two guys on one team averaging 30 points a night that was why the Thunder could never put it together but really if you look at it they had a really good team, and they had really good teammate chemistry um, for the most part. You know, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook went back and forth a few times. For the most part, they had great teammate chemistry, but it was just, the, in raw reality, it was because one of them was always hurt. Because now the Warriors have three guys that average 30 a night, and they're still able to come out there and, and do it big. Or, actually, they might even have... Um, four guys that can average 30 a night. I mean, Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green can all can all pretty much average 30 points. I mean, between all four of them, that's 120 points, and that's an insane average to keep up. So obviously, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know what I mean, though. Like all all three of those guys are all four of those guys are 100% capable of doing it. Like, if they, if they were to pull it off, like, maybe not all at the same time. That would be surprising. But if, if at, at different points in the season, or even in different years, if they stay together that long, if it was, you know, he averaged 30 this year, he averaged 30 this year, that guy averaged 30 that year, that would, that would not shock people, I don't think. And so Cleveland thinks they need that firepower, you know. And Kyrie Irving had, had talked all year about how he wanted to get out because since LeBron James had left, they drafted Kyrie Irving. Cleveland was Kyrie's team. You know, he was he was going to be the savior for Cleveland. That was at least that's probably what they drafted him with. Here's another guy who's going to be a superstar who's going to save us. And you know, and LeBron did the same thing to the Cavaliers coming back that he did when he went to the Heat. You know, the Heat was Dwayne Wade's team. They won that championship with Dwayne Wade and Shaq, you know, and um, and well, and Pat Riley had to come out of retirement for them to win it. But anyway, as soon as LeBron James made it down there to Cleveland, that became LeBron James's team. Dwayne Wade had to take a back seat. And there's there's no way around that. Once you have somebody as that's as big of a sporting personality as LeBron James. You're going to have to play second fiddle to him. And, you know, I, I don't know that anybody else would really be able to do it as good as, as good as them, you know. And so I would like to think that they would have worked better together, you know, all things considered. But, like I said, if you've got to forfeit your whole team to somebody like LeBron James, somebody that's that big of a personality, I don't know, man. That would, that would probably bug a lot of people, and it does make a lot of sense. But Kyrie Irving had been talking a lot about leaving. He was tired of being there. He was tired of having to be a, basically a, a Robin to the Batman that would be LeBron James. Um, so, you know, it's... Uh, it's, it's understandable. You would just think that Kyrie Irving would be able to put it aside to win. But, you know, you'd be able... But, I mean, he's he, the guy, he's just human. He's just a man. You know, you can't expect a lot. You can't expect too much out of him, you know. 
And uh, I think, in all honesty, the best thing that could have happened to them was LeBron James was sort of turning his attitude last season. You know, like I said a couple of episodes ago, he was sort of turning his attitude around to being, I don't care about anything else. I just want to win. All I care about is winning. You know, that was what they needed. If he had had that attitude maybe for a little bit longer than just last season and just parts of last season, I think that Kyrie Irving might have stuck around for him. I really do. Just because that attitude of not caring, of doing whatever it takes to win, that would make that would put the team at ease because maybe it would make it seem like LeBron wasn't trying to do it all on his own. And maybe he wouldn't put that vibe off of, hey, I'm doing this all on my own. Like, you know, you guys owe this team to me because I'm the one that's putting it together and getting us the win every night, you know. Well, that's very that's just so not true with LeBron. But, you know, whatever it is what it is, uh, Cleveland's trading Kyrie away, and they are getting a few good players. You know, basically they're lucking out and getting Isaiah Thompson, uh, getting Isaiah Thomas in a first-round draft pick. Um, but, you know, really for the most part, Isaiah Thomas is all they're getting. Jay Crowder is good. He's not great. He's not a, an Isaiah Thomas caliber player, but he is good, and he'll, he will probably help them, you know, uh, because he could probably play a stretch forward pretty well and help with Clay Thompson and, and, and uh, Kevin Durant. But, you know, I don't think a whole lot's going to be able to happen with him to make a difference. For the most part, it comes down to Isaiah Thomas in that draft pick as far as what Cleveland gets is concerned. But, you know, we'll see how it shakes up. They've got some time to get together before the season starts. You know, Halloween isn't necessarily right around the corner, but Halloween's pretty close. And um, so, you know, we'll see. whenever they If they can get ready by the end of October, which I like to think, you know, they're professionals, they should be able to. Maybe we'll see something crazy happen. Maybe they'll shake it up more. <clears throat> but I would, I would like to see the Spurs do a little bit more because the Spurs have a great team now. And I would like to see the Spurs do just enough because there have been talks that maybe they could, if the Spurs do well enough and Manu and Tony Parker retire, which I don't know, maybe Manu has already left actually. But if Tony Parker retires, maybe they'll have enough room and space and desire or maybe like uh, they could build the desire to maybe try to rope LeBron James in. I've heard that. You know he's a free agent next. Excuse me, next season. So the door's wide open to see what happens. There's no guarantee that he'll stay in Cleveland. He's already won a championship there. He did exactly what he said to do. At this point, he's not obligated to stay anymore because he he fulfilled what he had always talked about. He he got he brought Cleveland a ring. So the people have talked about the Lakers. People have talked about the Spurs. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, the the Rockets were good last season, and the Spurs are good every season. So, the West is, is totally in the air right now. But, um, you know, there's there's always room for improvement, and there's always, there's always room to, for something crazy to happen. So, you know. We'll just have to wait and see how this how this season plays out. Depending on who wins it all, that could be deciding whether where LeBron James goes. Just just easily, depending on who wins it all. But 
Um, enough basketball. Moving on to other sports, though. Let's go ahead and let's pick this up. This is a huge deal, and I don't think that people understand. People that don't understand fighting don't get how big of a deal this is. Um, John Jones, just who, you know, former, I'll say former because he is former light heavyweight champion, John Jones tests positive for steroids before UFC 214 and will be stripped of his light heavyweight title. So that's why I say former, which they probably won't even count it as former because they're stripping the title because of a banned substance. So he'll probably just be John Jones. Unless he won it before then, which I think he did. So maybe he will be former light heavyweight title. I don't know. I, I mean, seriously, people do not understand how, unless you know fighting, how big of a deal this is. I mean, John Jones had the consensus of probably being the best overall fighter in the world. There was nobody in the world that could beat John Jones. I mean, you, you could throw guys like... You know, maybe you could throw Mighty Mouse Johnson out there. And Conor McGregor is a name that you could throw out, maybe just because he's won in two different weight classes. But, I mean, John Jones is just a, he's, it's, he's just a different breed. There's nobody that can say that he's a great fighter. But he's gotten in trouble for illegal substances before. You know, granted, the last, the last big time that he got busted was for coke which I don't really think is that big of a deal because if a guy can go out there and he can do it all and he can win the big fight and he can keep his head on his shoulders, let him do a little coke. Let him do, let him do a little blow. Get a little bump in, you know? And there ain't nothing wrong with that, you know? Obviously, you don't want to destroy his career and for him to hurt people, which is part of the reason he got busted, you know, wrecked into a pregnant woman and then ran, fled the scene. That's kind of a bad move, you know? But... Most people would like you to believe that John Jones could do it and, and everything like that. But it was a big deal, him fighting DC, him fighting Daniel Cormier. And, you know, he had that huge fight, and he won that huge fight. And then look at what happened. Look at what the – it's not like there's a payoff. He cheated to win. He straight – I mean, there's no other way to look at that. He didn't fight dirty in the ring. It was a good, clean fight. Personally, I think they let it go a little bit longer than they should have because DC was definitely laced before John Jones got on top of him and started beating the shit out of him. So personally, you know, I think that maybe they shouldn't have let that go uh, like that. But, you know, as far as the actual fighting, fighting style, the um, mechanics of the fight, you know, how it went, it was a fair fight. You know, no dirty fight, nothing crazy. But John Jones cheated because he tested positive for steroids. He was juiced up. I mean, that's a big deal. That's why it's banned, because it gives you so much of an advantage. That's why, you know, the, like steroids and baseball and stuff, you know, those guys walk up there, those guys, those meatheads walk up there to the plate and they hit the ball 700 feet, breaking home run records and you know everything like that then you find out oh they're testing positive for steroids you know mark mcguire sammy sosa barry bonds all these guys are testing positive for steroids oh man big surprise you know so this is 
this is sort of this is huge you know this is huge for for the sport in general because this this I mean this tarnishes the shit out of John Jones's reputation right now I mean I don't know like I don't know this is probably going to affect the kind of fights he can get because guys know now guys know that he'll fight when he'll fight coked up you know, all crazy and, 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 you know, super, you know, jazzed up off, off, you know, off a couple of lines before the fight. And, and now, you know, he's in trouble. He's caught fighting on steroids. You know, this is, it's a, this is a huge trust issue. Nobody is going to be able to trust him. At least I don't think for a title fight, nobody is going to be able to trust him to get him back in the ring to try to face him. I don't think that you can argue that he's not the best because he's easily one of the best doing it, if not the easily the best doing it, really. I should say that. But, I mean, dude, you cannot break this. You cannot break this many rules like that. And, I mean, this is his comeback. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was supposed to be his comeback. Like, this fight... John Jones is back. You know what I mean? That's what this was supposed to be. And this fight totally screwed, or this scandal, I should say, totally screws that up for him. This totally screws that up. Because, I mean, this, because this goes to say, I mean, think, think about all the things that this means right now. This goes to say that not only was this his, his way back in, if John Jones comes in and wins this fight, John Jones is back. The John Jones that we know is back in it. Okay, so that's what, that's, it says that for one thing. But then, you know, the secondary piece, him getting in trouble for this, that says, so wait, the only way that John Jones could come back, the only way that he could get back and feel confident enough to beat Daniel Cormier is to take steroids, is to get all juiced up. That's the only way, that's the only thing that made him feel confident going in. Cause John Jones and, and DC talked a lot of shit before that fight. I mean, seriously, it was like McGregor Mayweather type stuff. I mean, going back and forth the way that they were. And so, I mean, that, that makes you think the only thing that gave John Jones the mint, like, is, is, could it be that the only thing that gave him the mental advantage was the fact that he knew he was juiced up and was going to beat DC because he had taken all those steroids? I mean, is that what it is? Because that's what it seems like. You know, I, know, I don't know. I'm not in his head. It's just total speculation. But you could easily say that because the only way that, I mean, there's no way to know. There's no way you can go back and know to win it. Everybody knew that this was going to be a good fight. John Jones was probably favored to win it. But there's no telling. And anything could happen any given day. DC's a great fighter. And it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to tell what would happen any given night. Anybody could get lucky. Anybody could land the perfect punch. You know? But you'll never know now. Because we find out that John Jones wins in stunning fashion. Then all of a sudden it comes out he took steroids to do it. He cheated to win. And, you know... That that makes you doubt it. That makes you second guess him as a fighter or, or even as a person, really. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what it means. We'll have to read into it soon to find out. I'm sure you know. No doubt there will be some statements coming out. To be honest with you, I can't wait. Uh, Joe Rogan does his podcast. 
um, 3 p.m. Eastern. He does it at noon, noon Pacific time. So it comes out at 3 p.m. Eastern where I am. I can't wait to see what he has to say about it because he was a he, I mean he was a huge advocate for this fight he was super excited about this fight I mean he did the the post fight interview with Daniel Cormier after he got knocked out you know to to talk to him about what had happened and everything and so this was a big deal this fight was a big deal to Joe and I cannot wait to see what Joe Rogan's got to say about it um cuz he's got to talk about this unless he has some kind of guest on there that doesn't do anything with fighting at all and even then i think he still t figures out a way to tie it in because it's such a big deal i mean this totally shakes it up because i mean he was coming out he was calling out brock lesnar i mean next he was going he was going to try to go heavyweight and fight brock lesnar dude who's just a savage man i mean just a straight savage so, I mean, this is going to totally shake things up for UFC right now. And, I mean, I guess it, it's, I think it's good and it's bad. It's good because it keeps people talking about it, obviously. But it's sort of a bad thing because this leaves so much uncertainty in that weight class, you know, because you never know what happened. Because light heavyweight... At least everybody thought it was John Jones by a landslide, no contest. But now you find out the only way that he can win is if he's coked up, or if he's uh, if he's coked up, or if he's on steroids. And so it's like, man, is John Jones really doing it that big? Is he really that good? That's what it. I mean, that's what it makes me think. You know, again, I'm not gonna call myself an expert or anything. I don't think I am. I've watched. I've watched enough, and I've I've heard enough, and I've read enough to know something about it, but I'm not an expert, and that's what it makes me think. I mean, this guy's he's got, he's got back-to-back -back scandals going in, like heavy scandals. I mean, this UFC thing, they're going to strip him, but they, he's probably going to get some kind of suspension for a while, you know? So, I mean, well, you'll, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, try to keep an eye on it today and, and see, you know, how things shake up, but... You know, you never know. This is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a big deal for the sport. It's definitely gonna be a big story, but you know, I guess we'll uh, we'll see soon. We'll we'll find out before the end of the day. John Jones will probably release a statement. I'd really love to see what he hears about it. If maybe he tries to dispute it, or you know, maybe like what the specifics of the test were. If it's, you know, because they didn't really get into it to what I read earlier today, just that it was that he tested positive. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something minor. Maybe it is or maybe it is something huge, something groundbreaking that sort of, you know, messes everything up for everybody. But we'll find out. So stay we'll stay tuned for that. Every, everybody. Jeez. Um, and then the last piece, last sort of thing that we want to cover here real quick that I wanted to bring up. And this is it's sort of swaying my opinion, to be honest with you. You know, with this McGregor Mayweather thing, I've tried to be unbiased about this. I've tried to be as unbiased as I possibly could be just because I think that's the fair thing to do. And I want to see it for both sides. But in all honesty, based on the information stuff that I heard yesterday, it makes me, it's making me swing towards Team McGregor in a big way. In a big way. And, um, and here's, here's why. Here's, this is why I think that. Um, you know, yesterday we did the Mortcast. 
um, Tuesday, you know, talked to my, talked to my buddy Morgan, did a pretty good, I wouldn't necessarily call it an interview, but for this purpose of how we record, it's considered an interview. So, um, you know, it talked to him yesterday and one of the things that he was telling me to check out after the podcast was, um, I should take a look at Showtime does is doing all access for the fight where basically Showtime has a camera crew going around following the two camps, you know, seeing everything through from the time that the fight was basically announced after the press conference, uh, pretty much to now. And, you know, basically this is, this is what I see. They've got, I believe four episodes out right now. And in four episodes, this is what I've seen so far and this may not mean anything but if it's if they're gonna if it's considered all access if we're if we're really throwing it out there if we're really showing everything for what it is this is just this is what you see this is this is what's getting put out there they show film of conor mcgregor's camp they show recording of conor mcgregor's camp him bringing all his boys in that he's been with since day one um you know getting ready training, working on his movement, working on his punching, working on technique, you know, doing strength and conditioning, endurance training. Um, you know, he's going on desert bike rides for endurance with other endurance riders and stuff. You know, he's he's doing 12-round sparring matches and stuff like that with guys. He's doing he's doing movement training where it's just focus on loosening up the body and enhancing his movements, uh, you know, whether it's punching or just the way that his shoulders are rotating and where, where he turns his body and everything like that. I mean, you're basically seeing Connor do a full training regimen plus some. That's, he's doing a full training camp plus some extras that are a little surprising, that seem a little unorthodox. And then... You go to, and then the camera cuts over to see what Mayweather is doing, and he's just hanging out. Mayweather's just hanging out. The first, the first time, three episodes in, it's 30 minutes, okay, 30 minute shows. So, 30 minute shows, they gotta be cutting a lot of content to splice together for that, okay? You know, admittedly, they're obviously cutting a lot of stuff. That's just how it works. But, what you see of Mayweather is him just chilling, him hanging out with the money team, hanging out with his boys. The first evidence that you see of him doing any kind of training is literally the last minute to 45 seconds, 45 seconds to a minute of episode three. You see them wrapping up his hands with him wearing, you know, a, a money team training outfit. That's the first time you ever see anything, period. That's it. And, I mean, that, that should mean something. And then, even then, if you're, so if you're sitting there and you're thinking, no, that's, that, that's just, they're just showing it, you know, is this is a Mayweather deal, he was running Showtime, you know, he's showing what they wanted to show. Okay. So, that's fine, you know, maybe he's giving them some input. But in episode four... Somebody asks him about that. Somebody says, you know, Connor's doing a lot of training. He's doing a lot of strength and conditioning. He's doing a lot of stuff to get prepared for this fight. He's, he's, he's physically ready to go. He's just getting focused at this point. You know, what do you have to say about that? And this is what really sold it for me. 
this is because before this episode, before episode four, before somebody asked that question, I was thinking like you. I was thinking it doesn't mean anything. They're just not showing it. It's just they're wanting to get it one-sided. You know, whatever. They're wanting to show Mayweather's lavish lifestyle. Or maybe that's what he's wanting them to show, his lavish lifestyle, his money Mayweather. Well, that was what I thought until I heard his answer. So somebody asks him this crap about what he's doing. And this isn't, you know, an I quote because, you know, direct quote or anything because I don't remember the words exactly, but basically he said something to the effect of, uh, you know, it, do, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, he's just like everybody else that came before him. All, all 49 fighters that came before him, you know, they all trained, and they, they all got conditioned, and they got ready, and, and they couldn't pull it off. They, they, th- all, that, all that work they did didn't mean nothing because I came away with the win. So why would it, his exact words were, why would it be any different for him? You know, he said he may have said something different before that, talking about other guys training to beat him and lose him, but his exact words after that were, it didn't work for them, so why would he be any different? I mean, what? That's insane. That is insane. That is the stupidest thing anybody in any professional sport has ever said. Anybody. I mean, anybody. I mean, it just blows the mind because it's, this is the way that I look at it. This is, this is the way that I look at it by him. In my mind, when he says that, it means to me that Mayweather has no respect for anything that he's doing and anything that he's capable of. Not only does he which he doesn't have to have respect for McGregor because he's going into the ring against him. You don't have to show anybody any respect. I guess if you want to be that guy, you can. But you don't owe it to anybody to get there to try to take your title away. You don't owe respect to anybody when you're the best in the world. And he's got the title belt, so he's the best in the world. That's just how it is. He doesn't owe anything anybody. But it just shows... The level of disrespect for for McGregor and his work work ethic, it's a level. It shows the disrespect he's got for himself, and and what he thinks about his skill. That he's so good, the level of arrogance that he's so good, he's so much better at every at it than anybody else. Than everybody else, even considering the fact that he's forty one, almost forty one. Even considering the fact that he hasn't had a fight in two years. Even considering the fact that he's had some wishy-washy wins on his record. They're still W's. They still count as W's. But they're pretty iffy wins. You know, some pretty questionable calls that went in his favor. All things considered, he thinks that he's still so good that he doesn't have to prepare to be a world-class fighter like Conor McGregor. Because Conor McGregor, make no mistake about it, is a world-class fighter. They both are. But Conor McGregor is a world-class fighter, okay? So, I mean, it just... It's the, the disrespect and the arrogance is... Uh, it's just so mind-blowing. I mean, how could... this? And this is the thing. This is the problem. Mayweather, I, he's so involved in trying to put on the money team persona... He's too busy riding bikes in the middle of the street with his boys with the money team in Miami Beach. 
he's too busy going out to ranches in the middle of fucking nowhere, in the middle of the desert, with, uh, with his brand new alligator skin uh, vest and a cowboy hat, taking, taking the money team trail riding. Or he's too busy hanging out with Snoop Dogg, doing Snoop Dogg's podcast, which I can't knock that. He's doing Snoop Dogg's po- excuse me, podcast. But he's too busy hanging out with Snoop Dogg or riding around Las Vegas or just spending all his time going on TV talking shit, which McGregor's been going on TV talking shit too. But you know what? He's been going on TV talking shit from the gym. He goes and does his interviews from the gym. The first interview he did... When he, when the audio that you get from him talking shit about Pauli Malignaggi knocking him out is from, he's sitting in front of the boxing ring where it happened. Floyd Mayweather goes to his gym in Las Vegas and hangs out. He working out. And I'm not saying that Floyd Mayweather is not in shape. If you take a look at that guy right now, there's probably pictures of him that you could find hanging out on the beach, doing some other shit, whatever. He's in shape. He's fit. He looks good. But that doesn't mean you're ready. I mean, dude, I could be I could be in just as good a physical shape as as uh, Floyd Mayweather. I could be I could be shredded, just shredded. And that doesn't mean I'm gonna go in the ring and last 12 rounds with anybody, even if I fought before. I mean, you got to get ready. You have to prepare. This is totally uncharted territory. People are sleeping on this right now. Nobody knows what is going to happen with this fight. This has never happened before. Conor McGregor knows more about fighting than Floyd Mayweather has ever known. He's forgot more about fighting than Floyd Mayweather has never known. Okay? Or has ever known. Okay? I mean, this is... this. It's not to say that he's got an advantage because of that. Because... He can't use all of his weapons in that respect, but it's still the fact that he's still a fighter. He still knows something. What if he comes out in a karate stance, which is what I would love to see? What if he comes out in a karate stance? What if he comes out like Tai Chi, Chi, one hand up, one hand behind his back? What if he comes out kickboxing style, one hand back, one hand hand in front of his face? You know, Floyd's not going to know what to do with that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's a lie, maybe it's just, you know, movie magic or whatever you want to call it, making it seem like it's no big deal, but I just, I don't think that something like that can be ignored. I think you got to consider that, especially considering what we saw, Conor McGregor knocking out Pauli Malignaggi like that. I mean, things are changing. The game is, the game is changing. So, all these things you got to take into account when you're making a judgment on who you think is going to win. And so far... All the evidence I've seen, aside from aside from boxing purists and aside from people, famous people that are talking on TV, guys like Shannon Sharp that think they know boxing just because they've only ever watched Mayweather fight. So they've only ever seen Mayweather fight, you know, as far as boxing is concerned. So they think they know boxing. They think they know fighting, you know, aside from guys like that, every, all, all I've heard. All I've heard, pay attention to that part, here with my ears, the only thing that I've heard is that Mayweather's going to win. It's all hearsay. It's, it's fact and fiction about what he's capable of and everything like that. But I have seen Mayweather, I've seen McGregor knock a guy out. I've seen McGregor knock out a two-time world champion. 
I've seen McGregor doing practicing boxing in different poses, uh, doing doing movement exercises, movement drills, punching drills, striking drills, uh, you know, dodging punches, testing his reach, movement training, endurance training. I've seen McGregor do this, and uh, so far, unless there's somebody in McGregor's gym, Mayweather's gym, no cameras behind closed doors, nobody has seen Mayweather do anything. It's all talk right now, but McGregor's really putting it out there, what he's capable of, what he can do, and so far, Floyd hasn't shown me anything. All we're going off of is what he's done, and there's, there's... There's a question mark next to his name, in, as far as I'm concerned. So, you never know. We'll, the fight is Saturday. There's time for stuff to change. You know, there's the, with the rest of the day Wednesday, essentially the whole day, Thursday, Friday, and most of the day Saturday. So, you never know. It, something crazy could happen. I don't know. But all I have actually, from what I have heard and actually seen... All it, all it seems to me, from everything that I have taken in, all the evidence that I have taken in, is a lot of people talking shit in Mayweather's favor because he's 49-0. and 0, And Conor McGregor is showing, showing that he's capable of doing it by what he's capable of doing now. That's all I see. A lot of people talking shit in favor of Mayweather. A lot of people talking shit in, in favor of McGregor, and McGregor showing evidence for it, showing showing that there's some that there's some mustard to it. So, we'll see what happens. You know, it's like I said, we got a rest of the week to go. Well, it, it's a toss up. You never know; something wild could come down that nobody expects. But we'll find out. Um, you know, another news again, guys, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for paying attention as always. I appreciate it. Again, you know, you can always find me at the real DA Perry on uh, Twitter. Hit me up there. Let me know if there's something important that you want to discuss or cover again. You know, I might do another podcast later today or another few episodes for anchor later today. Um, so I'm not really sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, if there's anything, anything you got, any kind of feedback, please hit me up. I appreciate it. Um, and, uh, thanks for listening guys. Stay tuned. So I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a lie. Maybe it's just, you know, movie magic or whatever you want to call it, making it seem like it's no big deal. But I just, I don't think something like that can be ignored. I think you got to consider that, especially considering what we saw, Conor McGregor knocking out Paulie Malignaggi like that. I mean, things are changing. The game is, the game is changing. So, all these things you got to take into account when you're making a judgment on who you think is going to win. And so far, all the evidence I've seen, aside from aside from boxing purists and aside from people, famous people that are talking on TV, guys like Shannon Sharp that think they know boxing just because they've only ever watched Mayweather fight, so they've only ever seen Mayweather fight. You know, as far as boxing is concerned, so they think they know boxing, they think they know fighting, you know, aside from guys like that, every, all, all I've heard, all I've heard, pay attention to that part, here with my ears, the only thing that I've heard is that Mayweather's going to win. It's all hearsay. It's, it's fact and fiction. 
about what he's capable of and everything like that. But I have seen Mayweather, I've seen McGregor knock a guy out. I've seen McGregor knock out a two-time world champion. I've seen McGregor doing practicing boxing in different poses, uh, doing, doing movement exercises, movement drills, punching drills, striking drills, uh, you know, dodging punches, testing his reach, movement training, endurance training. I've seen McGregor do this. And uh, so far, unless there's somebody in McGregor's gym, Mayweather's gym, no cameras behind closed doors, nobody has seen Mayweather do anything. It's all talk right now. But McGregor's really putting it out there, what he's capable of, what he can do. And so far, Floyd hasn't shown me anything. All we're going off of is what he's done. And there's, there's, there's a question mark next to his name, in, as far as I'm concerned. So, you never know. We'll, the fight is Saturday. There's time for stuff to change. You know, there's the, with the rest of the day Wednesday, essentially the whole day, Thursday, Friday, and most of the day Saturday. So, you never know. It, something crazy could happen. I don't know. But all I have actually, from what I have heard and actually seen, all it, all it seems to me, from everything that I have taken in, all the evidence that I have taken in, is a lot of people talking shit in Mayweather's favor because he's 49-0. and 0, And Conor McGregor is showing... showing that he's capable of doing it by what he's capable of doing now. That's all I see. A lot of people talking shit in favor of Mayweather. A lot of people talking shit in, in favor of McGregor. And McGregor showing evidence for it. Showing, showing that, there's some, that there's some mustard to it. So, we'll see what happens. You know, it's like I said, we got a rest of the week to go. Well, it's a toss-up. You never know. Something wild could come down that nobody expects. But we'll find out. Um, you know, another news again, guys. Thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for paying attention. As always, I appreciate it. Again, you know, you can always find me at the real D A Perry on uh, Twitter. Hit me up there. Let me know if there's something important that you want to discuss or cover again. You know, I might do another podcast later today or another ep- few episodes for Anchor later today. Um, so I'm not really sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, if there's anything you, anything you got, any kind of feedback, please hit me up. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. Stay tuned.